Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Republicans criticize my economic record, but look at what I've inherited and what I've done, and look at what they're offering. They want to double down on the Trump tax cuts for the wealthy, make them permanent because they're going to expire in 2025. They want to send jobs overseas where big corporations can, in fact, pay lower wages and increase their profits. And these are tax cuts that give most benefits to billionaires and wealthy corporations. And let's get specific. They want to abolish the 15 percent. 15 percent. What a terrible thing to ask a corporation to pay. 15 percent tax that I insisted that those 55 corporations who made $40 billion and didn't pay a red cent, they now, my God, they got to pay 15%. Man, that's a lot of hate. He's a hateful guy, is Joe Biden. You don't think these corporations are already paying? What a silly thing to say. The hatred of companies, the hatred of business is just this wholly peculiar and strange and ugly phenomenon, which isn't actually a phenomenon ideologically. What do you expect? You hate these people for what they do for society. I was in New York just for a couple of days. And you note all the construction that's going on. There is so much construction going on in New York. It cannot be understood. The billions and billions and billions of dollars being invested in a city that has all those problems and it's still happening. And you understand that all those people who own those companies, who are building those buildings and then are going to fill those buildings and build their businesses, do more for Americans than Joe Biden and his ideology ever could. More than Elizabeth Warren, more than Bernie Sanders, more than Ocasio-Cortez, more than Rashida Tlaib, more than the squad, more than any of the leftists have ever done. There's a business owner out there right now who's going to hire six people. They've done more. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669, 833, got Tony. And Joe Biden, as we said, the plan is to pivot to saying, if you vote for Republicans, things will be worse. Everything they proposed and are proposing will make inflation worse. Everything they're proposing will make inflation worse. Why? Because they want to engage less spending? Gosh, I only hope so. Because that's the way you make things better. You let the Fed do their job and then you help them along by having less spending. Right now, what you're hearing Biden talk about is these big deficit cuts. Huge deficit cuts. The U.S. budget deficit was sliced in half for fiscal year 2022. It's the biggest drop in history, according to CNBC. The shortfall was $1.375 trillion compared to the $2.776 trillion of 2021. Oh. Oh, my. That's a... That's a, that's a, that's a lot of money either way. And the decline would have been steeper if not for the student loan forgiveness program. 
which is, of course, going to take our money. If you ask me, do I want lesser deficits? Sure. But what I want is less spending writ large. If you want less spending, you oppose things like the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, which did not rescue America. You oppose the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, the hundreds of billions of dollars there, which does not reduce inflation. You have less spending overall. Less spending overall is what's necessary. Joe Biden has no time for for that conversation. Um, He's going to cheer cutting the, the, the deficit. But the spending conversation still matters greatly. And what comes next matters greatly. Man, he does does not like hearing about that. He does not like engaging that at all. It seems that every time uh, a, a person on the political left is confronted by something they don't agree with, the answer is to go on the attack. To go on a not just an offensive of supporting your position, but of radicalizing the other side. This was the, pen, the Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner. Now, Philadelphia is an outrageously woke place. This is where the mayor did a dance when he found out they were going to become a sanctuary city. Being excited about that is pretty strange. Krasner says that those people, he's the district attorney, those people who keep talking about the crime in the city of Philadelphia, that's racist messaging. It is racist to a progressive to note what is happening. There is a committee, the House Select Committee investigation of his office and its enforcement of criminal law. So this is coming from uh, Pennsylvania. He was speaking at the Pennsylvania State Capitol. And he's like, I will not comply with the committee's request to testify under oath behind closed doors with no access to the public. Because it's all publicity stunt. When Steve Bannon doesn't show up for a subpoena, he gets he gets four months in jail. I don't know if if the same thing can can apply here. But Krasner takes it a step further, saying that Republicans focusing on crime in Philadelphia say it's a part of the playbook, quote, to point a finger at large diverse cities and say large diverse cities are lawless. What we see here is the same old playbook, which is about coded and racist messaging. It's about blaming the biggest city in Pennsylvania with the most diverse population for having the same national struggle that we have with gun violence everywhere and even having increases that are less the committee's counties. Less than the committee's counties. That's right. Noticing crime is racist. You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. I guess we're both a little bit racist. Admitting it is not an easy thing to do. But I guess it's true. Between me and you, I think everyone's a little bit racist. Sometimes. Doesn't mean we go around committing hate crimes. That's special. 
That is special right there. By the way, it's not gun violence. The terminology of gun violence needs to be just eliminated. Anybody uses gun violence is unserious about the conversation at hand. Why are people killing people? Why are people looting stores? Why are people attacking cops? Why are people ambushing cops? There, these, All these questions, the answer is not, well, gun violence. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. You're nowhere near close to, to the argument. Nowhere near close. By the way, there have been more than 1,000 reported carjackings in Philadelphia. Wait, is that countrywide or just Philadelphia? Can't be 1,000 carjackings in Philadelphia. Holy crap, it's 1,000 carjackings in Philadelphia. Wait, I'm, I'm reading the story. Does that make me a... Does that make me racist? Look around and you will Let find Let this soft mineral no melt in your really mouth to rebuild your gums and teeth. Maybe it's a fact we all should face. Everyone makes judgments based on race. Yeah, don't ask me about that auto ad that just played there from one of my websites being up. Oh, that stinks. There were a thousand carjackings in Philly? I... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit speechless. 2020, Minneapolis saw a 537% increase in carjackings. Chicago, 135% increase in all of 2020. And D.C., 136% uh, increase. Well, when you're like, uh, cops can't ch- uh, chase me down. I don't have to listen to police. Uh, you know, I'm owed this. I deserve this. You know, culturally, those kinds of messages going forward. Well, what do you expect? What do you expect? D.C. is up 25%. Detroit is up 40%. Baltimore is up 50%. Hey, Tony, why are you armed? Oh, I don't know. I must be paranoid. Holy madness. The people of Pennsylvania have a serious amount of data to show that they have problems in the city of Philadelphia. And the answer is, well, if you notice, you're a racist. That is about hate. Don't allow anybody to have a point of view that you're not okay with. Dehumanize the other side until they are simply dead. MSNBC, Nicole Wallace, Uh, Michael Steele, former Republican National Committee chairman, by the way. Michael Steele on Nicole Wallace's show without any pushback from Wallace, it seems. Stating that Kevin McCarthy has not learned from the history of three prior Republican speakers of the House who've all been thrown out by the Republican caucus. Newt Gingrich, John Banner, Paul Ryan. So McCarthy is now next in line with a base that is prepared to throw him out should they allow him to be speaker. Kevin has decided to make his bed and is prepared to lie down with the lice, the fleas, and the blood-sucking ticks. Well, I guess maybe you'd feel better if he laid down with John Weaver. Oh, that's a joke that some people are going to be like, damn, cats. You just referred to people you disagree with as lice, fleas, and blood-sucking ticks. That's, that's your response. 
That's considered rational thought in today's society. That's okay to do. That's acceptable. It's not acceptable. It's obscene. It's disgusting. You disagree with these people, so you search to you 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 search out ways to dehumanize them. So therefore it's easier to attack them. That is obscene. And on MSNBC, it's called Tuesday. Or whenever this was done. It's just the average day of the week for the people over there. It doesn't matter who you destroy. It doesn't matter who you hurt. It's just fine by them. You know, there was a story over at, at Newsmax. I don't know if they have it over on their website. But Newsmax cut ties with Lara Logan. And Lara Logan, a reporter, and she was with CBS for a great number of years. And then she, I think she was with, I think she was with Fox, wasn't she? I thought she was with Fox. I thought she had a show on Fox, actually. Yeah, she she was on, on, on Fox Nation for, for a couple of years. She's on Newsmax. And she's talking about the border. And how there's a spiritual battle going on. Eric Bowling's doing the interview. I'm a firm and solid and immovable believer in God. And I believe that God wins. I believe that good is greater than evil. And I believe that the fallen angel, otherwise known as Satan, doesn't get to prevail in this world. I, I don't know. I've never answered a question like that on TV. But, you know, hey, to each their own. And then she continues. God believes in sovereignty and national identity of the sanctity of family and all the things that we've lived with from the beginning of time. And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all of these are people who are stooges and his servants. That's how she says it. I'm like, all right. And they may think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us. You've all known Yuval Noah Harari and the rest of them at the Economic World Forum or the World Economic Forum. You know, the ones who want us to eat insects and cockroaches while they dine on the blood of children. Those are the people, right? They're not going to win. They're not going to win. Now, there are, without a doubt, leftists who think that we should be on a diet of insects. They have said it. They have stated it. A good source of protein. It'll solve world hunger. Right? And I've, I've, I've been on this subject and, and aware of, of people engaging in these conversations for, for, for years. The, there are people who don't believe that we should have air conditioning. They, they don't believe in it. They believe that everything we do is causing a, a, a problem uh, for, for the planet and that we are the, the, uh, the virus and we're the ones who have to be eliminated. I'm old enough to remember when a guy tried to take the Discovery Building in Silver Spring, Maryland uh, by force and tried to take hostages, claiming he was going to blow it up because we're, there were too many uh, humans and we were a parasite. 
I, uh, I'm aware of these things. I remember these things well. You could search them up. But you brought up Yuval Noah Harari and all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. You brought up the one Jewish guy. <laughs> there might be more than one, but people are like, what the hell is this? For this statement, Newsmax says Newsmax condemns in the strongest terms the reprehensible statements made by Lara Logan and her views do not reflect our network. We have no plans to interview her again. You're telling me that Newsmax stood up and MSNBC won't? MSNBC will have Michael Steele back on tomorrow. Calling people he disagrees with lice and blood-sucking ticks. I mean, that's telling a story. Some simply won't accept the talk, and some will. And when they accept that talk, expect things to get more difficult. Voting in November, man, beyond important. Beyond important. Because the people who want to dehumanize you, so you get attacked, so you get hurt, so you get harmed, I mean, that's what it lays the groundwork for. Certainly can't allow that to be the standard. I'm Tony Katz. So just as there's turmoil in the UK, Liz Truss, the Prime Minister, out. Who knows who will be taking over? The turmoil in New York City with Brit James Corden being thrown out of Balthazar, which is a, a, a fine restaurant. The food's good. It's much more of a CNBC kind of spot. Uh, I, I do like it. And uh, supposedly, according to the owner of Balthazar, James Corden of The Late Late Show, very rude to his guest, the carpool karaoke guy, and I just or, or to his servers, couldn't take it anymore. He had to go. He can't come back. And Corden is... Uh, you know, I, I don't understand what happened. I haven't done anything wrong to anybody. It's just absolutely ridiculous. What a thing. Um, but the the owner of the restaurant's like, yeah, I've got receipts. I've got receipts of him, you know, not even saying, hey, there may be something wrong here with the meal. But just being downright rude. Was he, wasn't he? I don't know. As far as I know, this whole thing could be figured out by the two of them to get a lot of attention to the restaurant. I don't know. Corden's probably a, an owner. They're going to open three places on the West End in 2023. No clue. But if I was to bet, probably is that guy. decade, a headline on my watch. Well, to help your members of Congress here today, I signed into law a once-in-a-generation investment in roads, highways, bridges, railroads, ports, airports, and so much more. Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. It's called the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. Is that what it's called? Because I don't know how much it was for. And uh, and I, I'm going to assume you don't either. 
Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Before anything, by the way, everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. That's where we keep it all. Uh, Thank you all. Uh, The the, the commentary, the the notes on social media, the emails, the texts uh, about the the Marconis. I am convinced uh, that you are more uh, broken up about not winning a Marconi than I am. Uh, so the Marconis are, are these awards, radio awards. Uh, I was nominated for Best Radio Host in America. Uh, my, my home station, of course, WIBC, nominated for Best Large Market uh, Station. Uh, oh, oh, for two. Did, did, did not uh, get uh, the, the Marconi. Um, a station in Detroit was Best Large Market. And I don't know. I forget the names of the two as a duo that won for, for Best Host in my category. Uh, I just I don't know their names because uh, they, they weren't there to accept the award. <laughs> they, they, they weren't there. Which clearly is how I should have I should have handled uh, the 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 thing. Um, uh, New York was 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 a good time. It was it was a very very good time. It was only a couple of days. Only two nights. Um, here here's what I can tell you. Uh, if if you want to smoke some weed or I don't know all of the weed, uh, then you need to be in New York. Everywhere and no one's trying to hide it. I saw some, I saw some very, very thick blunts while I was, uh, while I was there. O M G! Are you kidding me right now? No, 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 I'm not. I, I, I am not. Uh, th- there was a lot of smoke. Bad news: the fog is getting thicker. <laughs> it was. It was crazy. Everywhere, by the way. I was there with my, my program a director from WIBC, David Wood, and he's like, this is, the official, this is the official perfume of New York. It's weed. It was nuts. Uh, aside from that, I will tell you that everybody was rational. Everybody was normal. I, I smoked cigars on the streets. Nobody bothered me. Were there people wearing masks? Yes, more than I anticipated wearing masks, but it's New York. They're still running ads on radio and TV in the city saying, don't forget to get your booster shot. Get your COVID booster shot now. Uh, By the way, Pfizer is hiking the COVID vaccine price by 400%. This, according to a report from Reuters, as, uh, as reported by the Daily Wire, the pharmaceutical giant will charge between 110 and 130 dollars per dose. If you have private government insurance, you won't pay for it at all. So uh, we will all pay for it uh, eventually. We're all going to pay for it. Then, of course, there's the question of taking COVID boosters at all. Uh, here is um, opinion piece from the Wall Street Journal: COVID boosters aren't for everyone. Which is, I think, absolutely right. Absolutely, positively right. Uh, COVID boosters are not for everyone. COVID vaccine clearly is not for everyone. One of the groups that I don't think the COVID vaccine is for is kids. But here's the CDC 
voting approving COVID-19 vaccines to the agency's recommended immunization schedules for both children and adults. Unanimous vote to add the vaccines to the schedules, which are recommendations to physicians on which shots their patients should receive and when. The CDC says you're over the age of six months, you should get a COVID-19 vaccine. Nope. No. You don't have nearly enough data on what the vaccine will do to kids. Not for kids, to kids. You don't have it. And parents, there is nothing wrong at all with waiting. Now, I say this while I have in front of me a piece from Mark Siegel, Dr. Mark Siegel of Fox. Here's why COVID vaccine belongs on CDC list of kids scheduled vaccines. I like Dr. Siegel. I've only met him once or twice. Absolutely lovely. He thinks it should be on the childhood schedule. And he says, and I'm quoting here, which is not to say that I want to see this vaccine mandated. In fact, I much prefer that this important decision remain between the child and his or her parents and doctor. No, the child is not the say. The child is not the say, Dr. Siegel. So that's a a, a mistake. The COVID vaccine, as created, works on COVID. It doesn't work on Delta. It doesn't work on Omicron. It doesn't work on variants. It wasn't built to work on variants. To take a COVID vaccine for a variant would be the same as taking something off-label. It's just a, a shot, literally, in the dark. He uh, quotes a, a, st- a study from Israel that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine stating that there's evidence that the COVID mRNA vaccine decreases risk of long COVID. And we should note that long COVID has affected some people, is very, very real, has messed some people up, whether it's a sense of taste or whether it's a general uh, lethargic kind, kind of feel. Yet he states that the supposed risk of myocarditis from the vaccine in young male teens has been greatly exaggerated. He says that this study shows that the risk is quite rare, but it can happen, and that should not be ignored. Nor should it be ignored that the vaccine is not built for these variants, and there's no need for a vaccine for any of these variants, and it should not be ignored that there is not enough data of as of yet to satisfy a lot of parents out there. To put this on the list is to now put uh, school districts, but seemingly, do states now get to say whether they follow or don't follow? You're now putting parents in direct confrontation and conflict with states, with these school boards. Well, we got to have it. CDC says, well, I'm not doing it. And now you've got more people homeschooling. Now, I'm not against homeschooling. You know that. I'm totally fine with homeschooling. I see great value in homeschooling. But this will be a case where the doctors are deciding who should go to school. Do what we tell you. No, you don't have enough data. Don't tell, don't tell me what you think. I'll wait to figure it out. Sometimes I don't buy the newest car on the market. I wait for the bugs to get all, all taken care of. I sometimes don't go to the movie on opening weekend. The place is just too crowded. I'll wait. 
But now you've decided to utilize this as a way of pressure because now my kid doesn't want to not go to school and be with their friends and be on the soccer team. So they feel pressured into taking uh, this this, uh, vaccine or booster. I mean, that's just flat out evil. But the answer is, uh, I love my kid more um, than their want to be on a soccer team. So, um, gone. No. We'll homeschool. We'll make other arrangements. That is the only answer. That's where Mark Siegel gets it wrong. He just gets it wrong because it should be a recommendation. If your doctor is recommending that your nine-year-olds get a COVID vaccine, you would listen to your doctor or you would find a new doctor. The idea that it has to be on a CDC list is to apply pressure. And that's why Dr. Siegel is mistaken in his thinking it should be on the list. Should not be on the list. And the CDC is also an extremely untrustworthy, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for, institution in America. And with all of this going on, I never once in New York, there for the Marconis, did I get asked for a vaccine card. Never happened. Never got asked to put on a mask. I was in a room with a thousand people, never got asked for a mask. I was at an event with 5,000 plus people when I was there, never got asked for a mask. People standing in line for coffee, a lot closer than six feet apart, never got asked for a mask. Never once. And that's why I was saying it was, it was impressive that New York was, was that open. There was a moment uh, on Tuesday night. I wanted to go to one of my favorite uh, places to have a cigar. There, there is a, I won't even tell you where because it's my place. You can't have it. There's a rooftop in New York where you can smoke cigars. And it's awesome. And they were closed for a private event and I openly wept. I wept like a child. Strangers came to comfort me and to hold me and say, it would be okay, Tony. It'll be okay. And I said, you don't understand. And they said, are you vaccinated? I said, you just go to hell. So it's me and it's my program director, David Wood, Times Square, smoking a cigar. Smoking an Opus X Lost City. Not a care in the world. No people were walking around, having a good time, taking pictures. They were standing behind us taking pictures. We were smoking. No one said anything. Everyone was in a good mood. It was really remarkable. It was it was a very, very good, good feeling. So that was that was a Tuesday night. We had, there was a little uh, uh, get together over at the at the Fox uh, News uh, building. You know that they they do a lot with podcasts. They they have their own uh, radio shows. Not as good as, as this one, but hey, you know what? Uh, kids got to do what kids got to do. They got to try. And uh, and I was like, hey, this this is wonderful and great. But there was a giant sushi set up, and and I was like, I'm good. Um, is that spicy tuna? Hey, uh, Brian, kill me. I did. I said hello to Brian, and I ate the spicy tuna. And then the next day. Got to eat at one of my favorite places in the city, a place called Tavola, which I'll happily tell you about, for the wild boar and veal meatballs. Can I get a hand? James, James is in for Ryan today. Can I get a little hand, James? A little little something right there. Oh, so good. My thing, I mean, they have pizza, they have everything else. Great place in fantastic room. So good. Uh, The wild boar and veal meatballs and a Caesar salad. That is what I do.
That's that combination. It's just it's just enough, but it's not too much. You just feel so happy. You're like, I could go for some dessert and coffee. Uh, and then from there, walked over uh, to um, uh, in Hell's Kitchen. So like like Tavolo's like at the bottom of Hell's Kitchen. Uh, Poseidon Bakery, which I had never been to. Greek Bakery. Oh, so good. The coffee was good. The pastry was good. It was like a custard-filled pastry. Oh, so good. Uh, and, and then did the people watching, then went to the Marconi's. Went to the Marconi Awards, the, the Radio Oscars, and, and Nick Cannon is, is the host, and, and, and Ryan Seacrest is getting honored. Uh, and and uh, uh, sitting with me at the table uh, is Erica Campbell, who she's up for like syndicated personality of, of the year. She's got five Grammys. She was lovely, 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 lovely. Uh, I met D.L. Hughley because uh, the station, uh, WIBC, my main station, is now owned by Urban One, and he is syndicated by Urban One. I know he was a cigar guy. I was told, so I made sure I had a cigar for him because I'm super nice. And he took the cigar said, wow, and then went to go talk to somebody else, never spoke to me again. That's my D.L. Hughley story. That's, that's how it, I said that's exactly what I expected to happen. You know? There, there, there will never be a political agreement. There might be a cigar agreement. We don't know. He ran off. And never going to be a political agreement with uh, me and uh, the uh, on the uh, on the wrong side, uh, D.L. Hughley. I said it. I meant it. Not apologizing. Moving on. He's a comic. I don't know if you'd... Yeah, I guess he was an actor. And now he does radio. He does some other things, I'm, I'm sure. But so it's a big, big event. Big, big event, and, and I was up for, for Radio Host of the Year uh, and, and, and did not win. And, yes, the, 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 the duo that won weren't even there. Weren't even uh, there. And you know what? Uh, it, it, it happens. Sometimes you don't win. Sometimes you don't win. But you, the, the, the messages and, and, and the reaching out and everything else, it was, it was super sweet. I felt bad because it was clear that a lot of people wanted the thing. Oh, they wanted me to win the thing, right? It was just like, because it, it, we were in it. Like, this, this was about us. We built this show, and now the show's getting recognized, and, and that's that. Uh, sometimes you don't win. Honestly, I don't know how they even figure it out. I don't know how they decide any of it. Uh, all, all I know is, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, you send in your nominations, I'm sure the station's going to do it next year, and who knows if we'll ever get nominated again. But if if we do, we'll go back just for the meatballs and the pastry, and that'll be enough. Uh, but I do. I appreciate you guys for being so into it. It, it was it was very cool. Uh, I, I I dig who you are, and I'm glad you're a part of this. I'm Tony Katz. Talk dirty to me. So I get this. Uh, Tweet from Jay. You are probably well aware of this, but if not, I thought you might get a kick out of it. Oh, yes, I'm well aware. If you go to TonyCats.Locals.com, you'll see it in the daily show sheet. We, we post it uh, for, for subscribers over there. TonyCats.Locals.com. Dr. Pepper has introduced a limited edition soda that is supposed to taste... Like barrel-aged bourbon. Oh, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Dr. Pepper bourbon-flavored Fansville Reserve. It's non-alcoholic. 
I don't. You don't understand how much I despise shtick in the world of bourbon. Oh, I am not happy with it. I'm, I haven't even gotten to the fact that there is an Arby's bourbon coming out. Ah! Stick to Jamocha shakes and curly fries. Don't get in my way. Leave the meats for somebody else. It is um, a silver can. It's got a whole different label on it. 100% non-alcoholic. That's what that's what they're doing. I don't know why. I don't know why this is happening to us. Don't we have enough to worry about? There's a report out of Florida that because of the hurricane, flesh-eating bacteria is out there. Like I said, we've got enough. Now I've got bourbon-flavored Dr. Pepper that isn't actually bourbon. I don't know what to do with that information, except remind you that uh, the weekend is coming and um, you should not watch any news at all. This is Tony Katz Today.